You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Labours of Hercule. And uh, it's even more appropriate now that I've seen your Christmas jumper, Frankie. Yes, I have. For this very special occasion, I have mm. pulled out the big guns, which is my my Poirot Christmas jumper. <laughs> Literally, they're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, people, I normally charge premium for that. So there you go. Uh, but no, yeah, it's just got holes. <laughs> no, um, there is my Hercule Poirot Christmas jumper. And it says, as you can see. Herc Yule. Yes, believe it or not, Frankie is wearing a pun today. <laughs> it's a Christmas pumper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very on brand for me, I would say. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, when I saw this, I bought this jumper a couple of years ago and it's had a lot of mileage. I've got a lot of use out of it. Yeah, I'm very, very jealous. It's, um, you should put a picture of it on social so people can actually see it, but it's a picture of Poirot. It's Looking very, good. very Christmassy. I want one. Thanks. And yeah. How are you, Adam? How are you feeling this Christmas time? Good. I'm getting over this stupid virus thing. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Christmas. It's my favourite because I I, am a bit mad about food anyway. And I especially like to plan ahead meals and things. Literally, I don't know about you, but I think Mm. I wake up every morning and think, right, what's dinner tonight? And spend the whole day thinking about it. Yeah. But, you know, I do other things as well, but dinner is my main focus of the day. So the big dinner of the year is Christmas dinner. So I think about yeah. that all year. How about you? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And what tell me tell pray tell, Adam, what is <laughs> what does your Christmas meal consist of? Well, ooh, don't start me off. I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have a turkey ordered and I am gonna make a ham. I've actually had a test run of hams. So I made a ham a couple of weeks ago. Um, I followed a Gordon Ramsay recipe. So I'm gonna do that again because it was amazing. You anticipated it. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot what it was like, didn't you? <laughs> Talk to me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was very ham-fisted. Um, but yeah, and then the usual suspect. the mood. Sorry. <laughs> Christmas hamper. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the usual suspects I do good potatoes I do good sprouts and I chuck chestnuts and bacon and hoist it in with them yeah um, and you braise some carrots in orange curd that's really nice as well 
Damn it. How about you? (laughs) It's hard to follow that. Um, Yeah. And I know you do good potatoes, so I'm very jealous of your of your guests this Christmas. Sounds amazing. (laughs) Uh, I always go to my mother's on Christmas Day, but she makes a banging roast. So I'm very happy with that. And Mm. yeah, it'll be turkey and all the all the usual suspects, as you say, not Brian Singer. Um, and you know, <laughs> never again. <laughs> never again. Not after the last time. Um, yeah, and the trouble yeah. you got. I love Christmas as well. Not just the food. The food obviously is a huge component. Just the it's just the constant grazing as well of various uh-huh. things. Um, mm. But also the films, pretty good. Christmas specials of Epis TV as well is always. I mean, the, we can get into it in a second, but the Poirot Christmas episode. It's really, really good. Mm. I think a lot of people were expecting us to do like, just skip ahead and do the Poirot yeah. episode for Christmas, but no, 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 no. Chronologically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we thought we'd just pop in and have a little bit of a retrospective and a little bit of a Merry Christmas offering to all our yeah. lovely listeners. Yeah. I, just before we started recording, I was saying it's this kind of, I like to think of it as... The podcast equivalent of a clip show that you'd get on television <laughs> where people are looking back at what they've done in the previous year. And I mean, we've been doing this for less than a year, so mm. well, but I'm still feeling nostalgic for it. How many episodes we've done? Not many. 11. We've done 11 because Parallel End House was our 11th one. Well, you know, 11 episodes in a few months is pretty good going. Yeah, I think we're doing all right. I didn't even know you No. So started, really. And now you're one of my best mates. Yeah, you didn't even know me last Christmas. I know, it's crazy. I didn't even know you, I sort of met you in the summer, didn't I? Yeah, how time flies when you're having fun, eh, Adam? That's right, Frankie, yes. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. Also, I have a present here for you. I have presents It's going to be no good for listeners, but here it is. Oh. What do you think it is? I think it's a bottle of wine. <laughs> Ooh, very good guess. <laughs> Cuddly joy. Uh, I have presents for you as well, but uh, one of them is in here, but it's not. You'll see when you get it eventually. If I ever see you again, you'll see it then. So, I've been terribly exciting. ill for the past few weeks. We've been trying to get together, haven't we? And uh, Yeah. Uh, or knock a pint glass together. We should go for a breakfast pint, I think, sometime over the Christmas period. That's a good idea. Christmas ale. That's a that's a bold, fresh idea. Where'd you get that idea from? <laughs> from the damned offensive world. <laughs> damned offensive. You're damned offensive. Oh, <laughs> I put out a little note on our Twitter and Instagram accounts, Labours of Hercule, if you search them, you'll find us uh, on all the channels. And I had some submissions. I asked people, Adam, what... Uh, their fav- what they wanted us to talk about, that kind of thing. But I also mm-hmm. asked people what their favourite kind of moments have been from either this little podcast or from the show in general, from the TV series. And I had some really nice submissions come in. So. Oh, great. Well, let's kick off with those then. Yeah, go for it. From the Tweed Valley blogger on Instagram. Hello, Tweed Valley no, blogger. Well. <laughs> yes. He asks, why Hercule Poirot's Christmas is such a frustratingly non-festive book? discuss um do you know what? i've not read the book um <gasps> but the episode i've always found to be quite festive because that's the one where his radiators don't work isn't it and, yes um he's like well I, I could sit here freezing cold or i could go and spend christmas in the warm and there's that whole bit with the present giving scene at the beginning I, I can't well i can only I, I can only talk about the episode because i haven't mm. read the book and i always find it quite 
festive. Although the mystery, I guess, could have been set any time of year. It wasn't particularly Christmas-centric, was it? But it is Christmassy because the whole kind of point is it's the uh, it's the coming together of a family and they're coming together for Christmas. And so mm. that's the... But I was thinking about this because obviously I've had a few more days to, to ruminate on it than you have. And I was thinking <laughs> about how... Particularly, you've been talking a lot lately on social about ghost stories for Christmas, right? Mm. And all of mm. none of those are set at Christmas; they're just told at Christmas. And I think That's it kind, of, true, kind yeah. of falls into that tradition of dark stories being told at Christmas without them necessarily mm. being Christmassy. So I thought maybe very that. true. Yeah, I hadn't really considered that. Um, how I know you're on a bit of a ghost story for Christmas binge at the moment. Mm. Um, I recently rewatched them all again with my daughter Matilda, who. He's a big ghost story fan. Um, what are you? How are you finding them? Because they're Loving just it. lovely fun, and also it has a Clive Exton connection. So um, yes. we'll come to that in a minute. But um, yeah, how are you finding them? A Clive Exton. A Clive Exton. Doesn't roll off the tongue that one, does it? Really? Yeah. No, I'm really, really loving it. It's that episode particularly was really, really good. I've liked all of them so far. They're all creepy. Oh, the Lost Hearts one is is terrifying. As. Yeah, it's really creepy that one, isn't it? Um, Warnings of the Curious was um, Matilda's yeah. one that really freaked her out because you keep seeing him in distance, like running towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, don't like that image. Don't like that image. It's horrible. Yeah, digging and stuff. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. The one that Clive Exton wrote was called Stigma, and it's set in Avebury, and it's all about um, a family move into a house, and there's a mysterious stone outside, and they're having it taken away, and underneath is something nasty that when mm. they take the stone away, it sort of unleashes itself into the house, and that's the Clive Exon connection. But um, we were so like you know taken with that episode that we went to Avebury, which is about ten minutes drive from here, okay. and we were searching out all of the locations, and we found like a good, I'd say sort of good half of them um there are a couple That's we awesome. couldn't find but we parked our car at this place and we were sort of like what we're look, looking around for you know the the scene at the end where he pulls over in the car and yes. turns over and his wife has expired kind of thing yes spoilers <laughs> we um <laughs> we were looking for that location and realized that was where exactly where we'd parked the car we wow. were literally parked on that spot. It's very weird. <laughs> Creepy. That's fun. You know, I, I really like that one a lot. And I've just moved into a new house. And now I'm going to go search the garden for massive stones. <laughs> and there bumps and uh, groans yeah. in the middle of just the night. Just flipping everything over. Tree roots, <laughs> but like the shed, just in case. Um, or maybe I shouldn't because it doesn't, yeah, spoilers, you've already said, it doesn't end well for her. It doesn't but. end well for all the uh, Mrs. Mm. You know, newcomer, does it? No, but going back to Hercule Poirot's Christmas, uh, not to plug my other podcast, but I'm going to plug my other podcast because I actually <laughs> just did this book on Red and Berry podcast as our Christmassy episode. And it is really good. There are a few differences between the TV episode and the book, but okay. I think that what they did with the TV episode is genius. I'm not going to talk about it too much because we're going to save that for when we eventually get there because it's mm. so good. Um, and I watch it every year at Christmas, one of my traditional viewing experiences mm, it's a full length or as well isn't it isn't that it's the right. one where if i'm remembering right mm -hmm. the solution involves should we just say a rubber ring yeah yes one <laughs> ring <Yeah>. to <laughs> fool them all <laughs> you'll <them all. laughs> oh you 
You'll do you'll. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you for your submission, Tweed Valley blogger. Oh, we had a couple of lovely messages from our very, our well, we both know her from your lovely film club. You have so many lovely people on there. But Katie. <laughs> oh yeah, Katie. Lo- lovely Katie. Mm. says a very happy christmas to you both and may your stockings be filled with Suchet. oh wink that's good i hope she spelled Suchet et and not s-u-s-h-i because that would be quite vile and she also said but in all seriousness thank you so much for your absolutely lovely podcast and i love you so much isn't that nice? oh i love you too i like seeing katie on the old film club yeah katie's the best company. she is great <laughs> That's her heart. And speaking of other lovely, lovely friends, Mike Boyce. Who, oh, oh, Mikey. Mikey Boyce. He says, may your little grey cells be red and green this holiday season. So that's very oh, nice. Thank you. That's and lovely. Everybody's really nice, turns out. Mm. And... <laughs> We've got no villains, have we? <laughs> hmm. Well, not yet. Uh, I'm going to move over to Twitter now for another lovely submission from Alice Bell who is a very lovely and talented author. Her book is out next year. My copy of it arrived the other day. Alice, I'm so excited to read it because it looks so good. Is that the one with the massively intriguing concept that you yes. told me about? Grave Expectations, it's called. That's the one, yeah. And that yeah, it's really good. It's going to be great. So everybody get ready for that because it's going to be so good. She says, yeah. Ah, Jouet Noël, mes amis. My question is, what would be the favourite Christmas movie for The White Haven 4? I feel Hastings has a strong Muppet Christmas Carol energy. <laughs> Jap is maybe a Home Alone man. And Messi Baku, for all the fun with the pod this year, here's to 2023. Oh, that's a lovely message. Isn't it? That's a good question, though. What would their Christmas films be? um, Miss Lemon, I reckon, Die Hard. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) I was thinking that was something very romantic, like a shop around the corner kind of feel. Mm, Maybe. Yeah. Or would she look at it with one raised eyebrow? Well, that was pathetic, wasn't it? It's very true. (laughs) Imagine a withering put down. Yeah, no, you're right. What about (laughs) Poirot's? Yeah, Poirot is a tricky one. Mm. I reckon he's a he's a hallmark, you know, just jump. <laughs> like a Netflix movie yeah. kind of one. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, now that I have to think about it, oh, like I can't think of a single Christmas film. Like my brain has just gone empty of them. I'm like, <laughs> I've watched hundreds, so that's weird. Maybe like a Nightmare Before Christmas kind of thing. Maybe. Mm. Have you seen um, the Night Before Christmas with the K? Yeah. The Night yes. Before Christmas. See that is the most gentle Christmas film ever. There is so little peril in that film. Yeah. It's one of those yes. films that we've watched, I like, we watch it in the summer sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's so nice. It's that one of those films. Vanessa that Hudgens, you, that one. Yeah. yeah. No, no, they've all got her in nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they say, yeah, because she plays like 50 characters in one of the, mm. yeah. But my, really friend, my friend Amy makes those films for, for Hallmark and Netflix and she produces them so I think one of her most famous ones is uh, is it Christmas Prince? Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've seen that so, uh, yeah they've made like four of them now or something but yeah she's uh, she's one of these uh, producers who works for uh, I can't remember the name of the company but they make them for Netflix and Hallmark so every year she's like puts out a thing saying oh we're in Bavaria again <laughs> pretending it's America <laughs> amazing bless her yeah <laughs> yeah I love those films they're just pure fluff for the brain sometimes you need exactly. to rest your little grey cells a little bit maybe that's what Poirot does he switches his little grey cells off and watches mm-hmm. a bit of trashy fun that's it he's a Hallmark man <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hallmark of a man 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. What else have we got here? Oh, I also asked people just in general to say what their favourite moments have been from Poirot in general and from this podcast. Okay. I'm guessing there are going to be some damned offensive an- answers. You're damned offensive. You may be correct there. Um, some damned offensive submissions. You're damned offensive. So the Tweed Valley blogger again says the doll scene in Problem at Sea. It's a doll. Yes, a doll. Except this doll is an important witness to the truth of who killed Madame Clapperton. But how is it this doll can tell us what it knows, huh? But this is a doll that can speak. You have not heard of dolls that can speak? Yes, of course you have. All we have to do is put this doll back in the suitcase. Where we cannot see her. She does not like to be seen, this little lady. Do you, ma petite? No! Now, can you tell us anything about the death of Madame Clapperton? What is it, John? Door's locked. The door's locked. Don't want to be disturbed by the stewards. I don't want to be disturbed by the stewards. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. I mean, the whole of Problem C is brilliant, but that that whole, you know, how on earth shall I tell people who the killer is? (laughs) He just does that. It's like, God. He hires a child actor. (laughs) He gets a suitcase. His props. He does everything. Mm, That is my favourite. That is a great one, for sure. And uh, now we're going to get into the damned offensive section. You're damned offensive. Uh, Katie agrees with that, of course. <laughs> Predictable. Damned offensive. You're damned offensive. <laughs> and the, wo- the word, because when I put out, because I'm incredibly pathetic and embarrassing and sad, uh, when, I tw- when I put out the post asking for submissions, I said, do you have any poiromants? <laughs> Instead of moments. Um... Yeah. Uh, and Amanda said the word poromant and damned offensive call out as well. You're damned offensive. So that's Amanda uh, on Instagram. So thank you, Amanda. And thank nice. you for indulging my terrible puns. <laughs> uh, okay, so for the Poirot Christmas episode, we, we're not going to talk about Hercule Poirot's Christmas. Did I say that right? <laughs> Hercule Poirot's Christmas. There we go. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I said it right that time. Yeah. But Amanda posits, uh, what Poirot's Christmas would have been if he had declined the invite or his heating didn't break, what would he do? And that's a good question. What is a, what is Poirot's Christmas Day like? Wow. And do you, get, you get like a sneak preview of it at the beginning, don't you? Yeah. And it sounds absolutely perfect because he goes to a chocolatier, doesn't he? Yes. And doesn't he, he spends like a year's worth of wages on... That like and he he tries them in the shop and he's like oh my god that's a masterpiece and I'll have twelve of those and you can just imagine they're all set out you know in little the, in with little day tags this one's for Christmas Eve <laughs> he's got like those pill boxes you get with the day, the days of the week on them <laughs> with the chocolate in each one I reckon he has like meal boxes from 
what they call Happy Chef or whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets one with, you know, rabbit de Liège. I reckon it's all in his fridge and he's going to cook himself rabbit one day for Christmas Day and he's going to give mm. himself a special tisane. He just, I reckon all he wants to do is get up in the morning, groom himself for hours and hours mm. and hours because no one's coming over. And yeah. then I reckon he might even walk around naked, who knows. But then <gasps> he's going to cook him. himself the most fabulous dinner. He's going to set everything out perfectly and then he's going to mm. have his chocolate for the day and listen to some radio or read a book. Oh, that sounds like a if brilliant was, day. I know, that's exactly what I want. I think he would either be naked, as you say, sexy, or he, I bet he has a special dressing gown for the occasion, like a mm. proper beautiful smoking jacket that he would put Do on. Do he's got a Christmas jumper? No. <laughs> <laughs> he might have a Christmas pocket square, which is like slightly... Yeah colourful but I don't think he would go any further he's too classy for that isn't he do you think he might have Christmas socks hooks socks oh he said hooks <laughs> I was like, Christmas mean? hooks Christmas socks yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> you know those aren't hands right <laughs> <laughs> hook your pyro <laughs> terrible um, yeah I think he maybe maybe a jazzy sock that's often the way mm. of like a, a, a smartly dressed gentleman, isn't it? They show their personality through their socks on occasion. I've noticed that when mm. you go into central London in the city and you see the socks that the, the city men wear. Yeah. And you can just imagine, you know, their secretaries who are probably you know, browbeaten and bored. Going, oh, they're nice socks. And they go, well, yeah, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit of fun around the office, you know. It's, it's a bit of fun, you know. <laughs> <Bit of> fun. <laughs> and the, and the women spit in their coffee that day. Like, yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas. It might be a good time then to take a whiz over, seeing as how we've fantasised about Poirot and David Suchet and what they get up to mm. at Christmas. Because um, a couple of years ago, David Suchet actually recorded a very special version of a night before Christmas, didn't he, for charity? Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, what better way to uh, break up the episode than have David himself with a very special Christmas message. The night before Christmas. It was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver, so lively and quick. Oh, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. 
more rapid than eagles his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donna and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the slave full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pouring of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. In his eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses and his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump. Oh, a right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings. Then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. Oh, perfection. Parfait, yeah. as they say. Parfait. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a beautiful piece of audio. I think you'll agree, Adam. Mm, what a voice that man has. Oh, almost as good as yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about your Poirot knowledge, by the way? I'm a, I feel pretty good, but I'm a bit scared to say that in case I'm proven to be, proven to be, proven to be, <laughs> I can't even speak, so it doesn't bode well, does it? Um, horribly, horribly stupid. How are you feeling about yours? Um, I'm feeling not great, but good. <laughs> <laughs> because I, my memory is junk, but um, I have a little quiz for you. Do you fancy a go? Yeah, I have a few questions for you as well. So oh, Nice. Okay, lovely. 
Well, look, there's a possible 15 points. I have five questions for you. Basically, uh-huh. I'm going to give you a character name. If you get it, the name of the episode from the character name on the first character I give you, you get three points. And if you don't, then I have another character name for you. If you get it on that one, you get two points. Wow. And if it takes you until the third person to get the, the name of the episode, then you only get one point. So possible 15 points. Oh, Maybe. God. I'm, oh, I'm nervous. Okay, everyone play along at home with me because okay. I shout out your answers. I can't hear them, but just do it. Manifest <laughs> it. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, well, um, look, I'm going to um, tell you now that these are five episodes that we have done. So I will oh, make God. it, you know, from the whole canon. So it's definitely okay. one of the 11. So I should, in theory, do okay at this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, because we've got Zoom open, do you want to put your answer in the chat so that people can play along all the way through? Oh, and then okay. I can just see if you're right. Is that okay? Okay, so the first one, ready? I'll give you a character name. Mm-hmm. Which episode is this from? Mr. Makinson. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, it's it's familiar as hell. I'm not Googling it. I'm just checking the episode names. Do you want the cheating? second name? Yes. Okay, you'll probably get it on this one. I hope Dulcie so. Lang. Oh, yes, I do know that one. Oh, f- what's the episode called, though? <laughs> but I do know that one. And everyone at home is screaming the answer in, in, their, in my ears right now. Uh, oh, mm, yes. I'm not, I'm not even turning caps lock off. <laughs> I'm screaming it at you now. Well, you're correct. Yes, well done. And the last name uh, for one point would have been Henry Gascoigne. That's so, a good one. So if okay. you're playing along at home, if you got it on the first one, three points. If you got it on the second one, like Frankie, that's two points. And if you got it on the third one, it's one point. And the answer was four and 20 blackbirds. Woo-hoo. So well done. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yes, I think so. Okay. Same drill. <laughs> Reggie Carrington. 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 <laughs> Keep saying Carrington while I try and get my brain to work. Carrington, Carrington, Carrington. Carrington. It's, mm, okay, um, I might be wrong. Okay, that's wrong, I'm afraid. <gasps> um, the, second, the second name is Lady Mayfield. My God, why is this hard? I thought it would be easy. <laughs> Lady Mayfield. Oh, oh mm, I remember now. I remember now. <laughs> I'm typing like... <laughs> it's very stressful. Well done, that's correct. Yeah. And the third name would have been, well, it is Mrs. Vanderlyn. Yes. So, <laughs> Frankie oh, got it on the second one, so two points for you. Uh, it was The Incredible Theft. Well done. Okay, you ready for the third one? Okay. So you've got four points out of six so far. That's not bad. Okay. That's not bad, yeah. Okay. Um, so, third one. Kitty Mooney. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> well done. Yeah, you got it right. Okay. Um, the second name would have been Ellie Henderson. Mm-hmm. And the third name, Colonel Clapperton, which I think would have given it away. It was, of course, Problem at Sea. Well done. Whoop, whoop. Thank you very much. Full three points. Okay, ready? Yes. Fourth one. First name is Mrs. Pierce. Mrs. Pierce. Mrs. Pierce. Is this, is this, mm. <laughs> is it this one? Hold on. Is it this one? I'm afraid not. No. The second Say. name is <laughs> Laverton West. Laverton West. Are you repeating episodes, by the way? Or are these all different episodes? No, I'm not repeating question? episodes, no. no. Laverton West. That's a good name. I should know that. 
Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I might have to go to the third name. This is embarrassing. Okay, you'll probably get it on this one. Okay. I hope so. This is the giveaway name. I think Miss Plenderleith. Okay. It should be. It should, this should be easier for me. <laughs> I can't believe how thick I am. No, you're not. I'm pretty thick. Miss Plenderleith. <laughs> is that? I'm trying to remember the episodes we've done. Mm. Why am I so stupid? I'll give you a clue. It was an early one. Oh no, you spunked it. That's all three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the answer was murder in the muse. Oh god, of um, course it was. Yeah. Sorry. I'm so stupid. I thought Miss Plenderleaf would give away because we both remarked on how it should, statuesque I? she was in her mule's house. I just I objectify women. I don't need their names. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one might be a little bit. I'm hard. taking my gloves off. This is getting, I'm getting hot and bothered now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do this. Gloves are off. <laughs> okay, ready? First name. This is the last one. Uh, the first okay. name is Mr. Cameron. Mr. Cameron. <laughs> this should be Just easier. such a generic name. Isn't it, it is so generic, but that, I mean, that's a, that's the way you want to do it. Like, if you're going to do these kinds of quizzes. Is do this... you want the second name? I'm going to guess. Okay. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I'm afraid not, no. Okay. The second name mm-hmm. is Annie. Annie. Oh, my God. Yeah, obviously, I now know this one. <laughs> now I can... You're correct, yes. Well, Thank God for that. for that. The last name for anyone else playing along was Arthur Simpson, which um, reminds Simpson. me of the famous moment at the end. Simpson! Simpson! That's The Adventure of the Clapham Cook. You got 11 out of 15, though. So, I mean, it's not bad at all. Not my best. I'm disappointed. I'm really annoyed. If you got murder in the muse, then that, that would have been. It's been so there. long. I mean, it was a. It was still a souchier rather than a souchene. Yeah, I'm. I'm disappointed. Nope, <laughs> doesn't work. Okay, disappointed. Well, oh, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Okay, I. I have questions for you now. Revenge. Okay. <laughs> but so you'll probably get them all right now, and I'll. Um, it won't be revenge at all. So, <laughs> are you ready? I've got five questions for you, and mm. I'm going to just do one point each because I'm very unimaginative. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, question number one. What is the name of the mean old bastard that is murdered in Hercule Poirot's Christmas? Oh, God knows. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> do you want a clue? Yes, please. His last name has three letters in it. No. Nope. No idea. Okay. Well, you said, to be fair, you said you've not watched it for a while, so you are forgiven. <laughs> not for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. The answer is Simeon Lee. Okay. Thank you. Would you have got that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The rest of my questions, we're going to go a little bit broader, kind of general knowledge ones. Okay. Okay. So, for question number two. How many years did David Suchet play Poirot? Um, Doing some maths in your head. I can see all of this, like that meme, all the like equations are going around your head in the sums. I'll try to remember when Curtin was. I think it was 89 to, I'm going to say 22 years. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. You're close. You're real close. The correct answer was 25 years. Oh, okay. Okay. Was, was like, it's definitely in the 2010 decade. <laughs> the tens. Yep. Exactly. Mm. You were very, very close. Okay. Question number three. Mm. What are the only two 
books slash authors that have outsold Agatha Christie? I'm pretty sure the Bible is one of them. Okay, so you can have two points for this question. Yes, the Bible is one. So technically Jesus has uh. outsold her. He didn't write it, did he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote that book. That's a hell of a ghostwriter, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the holy ghostwriter. So she, and she sold something like four billion books. So sort of it's anything above that. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. So the next person I'll say is an author that's mm. outsold. I would say probably Dickens. Final answer? Well, obviously not now, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a clue. Um, Think older than that. Oh, really? Um, mm. No, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't keep up on my um, all-time book-selling charts knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, he's quite a big name, to be fair. I guess the point was not to be, because it's William Shakespeare. Oh. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is a question regarding The Mousetrap, which has been the play, Agatha Christie's play that's been running at the West End. It's, it's the longest-running play of all time, I think, at the West End, something crazy like that. But how many years yeah. has it been running for? Crikey. Is it still running? Yeah. Ain't going nowhere. I'll say 77 years. Oh, you're in the right ballpark. 70 years. Really? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's not too bad then. I was pretty sure I feel it like I celebrated. Give you a half. A... <laughs> Do I feel bad? You it's have okay. one and a half points. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> you're making me feel better about my score, so thank you. Okay, and the last question, and I'm going to accept. There's going to be a, a little bit of a, a cushion around this because no one really knows this unless you know this fact. So I'm going to give you 10 either side. That's a big clue as well. Right. How many moustaches did the makeup team go through before finding the most perfectly symmetrical one for David Suchet to wear to play Poirot? Um, 40. Correct. What? Yeah, that's correct. There's 40 moustaches. <laughs> No way. Congratulations. So you've got two Thank and you. a half points <laughs> out of five. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations. Uh, how did you all do at home? Did you get them? Did you tell us your scores? Or I don't know, am I very, very stupid? Very possibly. So. I am. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's that good. Nice. Good quiz. Yeah. Your questions are better than mine. No, yours were. No, yours were. No, yours were. Slap your face. <laughs> we also do have some kind of general emails um, that came in before Christmas that I feel like need to be acknowledged because especially this one in particular is from your another very good friend of yours who is from Film Club and the like is Camille. Oh, lovely Camille McKenzie. She's a very talented artist. Incredibly talented artist. And mm. she says, hello, Frankie and Adam. Thanks for introducing me to Poirot. I've always knew it existed and had in the past read lots of the novels, but had never seen an episode before. I know Adam from his other podcasts and film club, so I decided to give this one a try as well. After listening to three episodes of you both ooing and aahing your little hearts out about this show, I decided to track it down and watch it. I've binged it all now, except Curtain, I can't bring myself to watch, which I think is fair enough. I think a lot of people feel that way. And have become quite obsessed watching some of them more than once. It has a sparkle that makes it addictive. The standout favourites for me are Death on the Nile, Murder in Mesopotamia, After the Funeral, and anything with Ariadne Oliver in it. Oh, Ariadne. <laughs> you haven't even gotten to her yet. She's amazing. <laughs> 
I've attached some of my fan art the show is inspired if you want to check it out. My favourite is the Ari Adney Oliver clay figurine from Dead Man's Folly. And she's attached the pictures. I'll post them on our Instagram account if that's okay, Camille, because people need to see these. They're amazing. And she says, thank you. Amazing. Thanks for all your effort, time, passion and puns. And thank you so very much for damned offensive. <laughs> damned offensive. You're damned offensive. <laughs> How many times can we get it in this episode, do you think? Oh, I think we can crowbar it in every other word. I don't think people would mind either. No, I think people, I think that's what they're here for. <laughs> I think we, they would have made a great podcast name if we'd had the foresight to record a couple of episodes before know. we started releasing them. It's a damned you offensive. Really know. You're damned offensive. I mean, yeah, but what a catchphrase. Um, but back to um, <laughs> uh, Camille's message. Thank yes. you very much, Camille. It's very lovely that you were introduced to Poirot through your show because most people, I think, were sort of like, oh, yeah, Poirot exists. Yeah, I'll give that another rewatch. <laughs> Um, or yeah. I, I know people like Kev Moore, who we both know as well. He he was like, oh, it's one of those cuddly um, programs that is on ITV and a loop. But he mm. sort of got into it for a while as well. And it, yeah, it's been nice to sort of bring it back to the forefront, I think, because um, it's such a yeah. great series. And it's so it's so addictive, like Camille says, and so nice to watch. And even from, you know, an artistic point of view. Mm. You just watch it and be wowed at the detail and just the cleverness of the writing and how good the central performances are. And then, of course, you have these mysteries and they're all just so fantastic, like you know, clockwork machines of their own. Curtain, yeah. I think, is a really interesting one because it's such a great mystery and it's really clever. <sighs> But it yeah. is hard to watch because oh you God. know this is the last ride out for them all. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't end on a very happy note, let's just say. <laughs> no. Be good to watch that one with people. I think maybe just get it done one night when. Yeah, but well, when we're at the end, because it'll be the end of the podcast as well. It'll be the end mm. of everything. Yeah. Um, end of end of my life because what would be the point in living after that <laughs> jokes well I think what mm. should we just do an episode a year <laughs> really drag it out keep it going <laughs> <laughs> or we just start again from the beginning and we go back and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch until we die yeah uh, Curtain I think I've told you before I watched it a few times because I apparently hate myself and love to cry uh, but I once watched it after I'd failed my driving test, and that was real stupid. Okay. <laughs> nearly tipped me over the edge. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, you know I what? can't even drive, and now this is happening. <laughs> Terrible. Do you know what? We're making it out to sound like it's a very depressing episode. I mean, I don't think there's any secret that Poirot dies in the episode. Yeah. But although he dies, it's kind of a really good send-off for him. It's a lovely yeah. celebration of his relationship with Hastings, because... Yeah, spoiler alert, yes. Hugh Fraser comes back for that episode. Um, and he's been out of the series for years and years and years, and he came back for that one. And the the the, the moment where he makes the discovery is just so incredibly done. But it's a lovely, lovely send-off for him. And it ends on a very poignant but very sort of reflective note. And it's, it's sad, yeah. but it's just, it's beautifully done such a great episode. the other thing i love about it is that they return to the beginning because they're at mm. styles where, yeah, where, where poirot's story first began so it's a beautiful mm. kind of circle of life you're damned offensive so yeah it it is a beautiful one yeah i think maybe you're right maybe for the final the final mm. like it's world cup we watched that together <laughs> we can get a pub to screen it with damn defensive, we can watch a breakfast screening. A breakfast screening of curtain. Breakfast pints. Pissed up on livers and sausages. And 
Yeah. Oh my god. Like, damn defensive like way to go. <sighs> damn defensive. You're damned offensive. Um, I just want to say Camille's Camille is, as you mentioned, a very talented artist. She does these clay figurines. Are they clay that she makes them out of? They're incredible. I think so, yeah. Mm, yeah, and she's done some beautiful ones of Poirot and she's got one of Ariadne. Yeah, I will post those on our social channels so you guys can see them and follow Camille because, yeah, she's incredibly talented. So thank you for sending that in, Camille. Um, we're talking about doing some screenings, weren't we? Maybe yeah. over the Christmas period. Keep your eyes on our socials because it might be fun to watch Hercule Poirot's Christmas in a room over the festive period and you can all jump in and watch with us. Cool, yeah, that would be really fun. It's such a good episode. And then you can finally get the names of the character right. I also have another email to read, uh, which isn't Christmassy. We'll get back to the Christmas stuff in a second, but I just want to call out these lovely emails that we get. You too can join the email party uh, at bonjour at thelabourzavercule.com. If you want to have your email read out, please do send it. This is from Nissa. Nisa? I am so sorry. I'm just slaughtering your name. Um, I hope that's close to the correct pronunciation. Uh, she says, <laughs> I just wanted to drop you this most ancient thank you note from for your podcast from Canada. I want to apologize in advance for being a fan, but I am more casual. That's okay. Not everyone has to be quite as intense as us. With you're it. forgiven. <laughs> it's probably for the best that you're not. Uh, I did watch the whole series a couple of years ago to give me comfort during the pandemic, but I stumbled onto this show on A&E or PBS and it was the third floor flat. That's a bit of a tongue twist to say, apparently. Third floor flat. I tend to forget many of the solutions, but so far you have sparked my little grey cells and I almost get it. I haven't had time to watch along with you, but maybe after Nan NaNoWriMo. Now, I don't know if people know what NaNoWriMo is. Do you know what NaNoWriMo is? I do. It's National November Writing Month. And it's when Correct. sort of wannabe authors take the month and they sort of band together and encourage each other to bang out a novel. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Um, I, hope mm. it's been, I hope it went well for you, yeah, Nisa. Obviously, we're talking to you in December, so I hope you finished your novel. Very exciting. She mm. says, as proof of how bad a fan I am, when the recent movie came out about the Nile, and I will, I will not be damned <laughs> offensive and speak too much about it. You're damned offensive. But I thought I knew what it was all about. It only took me a bit to realise I was thinking of a problem at sea and I should have watched that instead. Correct, Nissa. You should have watched that instead. <laughs> Not the, a certain abomination with a certain British actor with... Don't talk about David Suchet like that, thank you. That's damned offensive. You're damned offensive. And his moustache and his portrayal is damned offensive. You're damned offensive. So, yes. She says, thank you again for the podcast. I hope you're having a good time and that everyone is safe and healthy. So thank you for that lovely email, Nisa. Thank you very much, Nisa. And thank you for listening all the way from Canada. It's really nice. It's really worldwide, isn't it? Crazy how yeah. it's spread like, spread like a virus. <laughs> <laughs> That's how damned I like offensive. to think of us. You're damned offensive. <laughs> so, Adam, people have shared some of their favourite moments from doing this podcast. I want to hmm. know, what are yours? Okay, so I think damned offensive has to be my favourite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're damned offensive. I can't believe how many times a day I use that in my real damned life. Offensive. And people just don't get it unless they're Poirot nuts. So. People have requested merch of that. Damned offensive merch. You're damned offensive. <laughs> yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, why not? Camille, can we interest you in a, some clay? 
figurines of uh, Mr. Waverly <laughs> shaking his fist. I think people meant T-shirts. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to buy, I would buy a Johnny, uh, um, a Mr. Waverly figurine, 100%. No one else would know Mr. who it Waverly, was, but I would love Mr. Waverly, mise-en-scene, just have a scene on your <laughs> mantelpiece, like next to your nativity. And yeah, it's, uh, with Johnny Jack Wave. behind the desk, being all <laughs> angry. My God, I would love that. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. How about you, Frankie? What, what's been your favourite moment or moments? I've, I've done a top three Ooh, okay. of them. So how about that? I'm going to do it. I'll start at number one. Johnny Waverley, especially because <laughs> I think because you and I were both a bit like, oh, this episode is really boring. Or it's like, it's a bit of a weak one. But then we recorded it and it was so much fun talking yeah. about it. Yeah, it's literally been the one that we've mentioned the most. I mean, the damned offensive thing came out of it. The pints at breakfast thing came out of it. Yeah. The Poirot, like, you so many gifts, especially the one where he's like walking along the road trying to thumb a lift. <laughs> it's just been a, yeah. an absolute treasure trove. So yeah, there's yeah. a lesson for you. Never write an episode off. Yeah. Completely unexpected. Never be that judgmental again. <laughs> but th- we say that, but then we then we ended up doing King of Clubs, and that was like, oh no no, this is actually really bad. <laughs> but we still had fun talking about that one. It was still good. Mm. Um, my other, my second one on my little list here mm. uh, was about uh, well, the problem at sea, but the ventriloquism doll scene that the Tweed mm. Valley blogger mentioned as well uh, continues to haunt me. And I actually re-listened to that episode that we did, which is probably very conceited to admit I listened to our podcast <laughs> recreationally as well. But it was it's just such a f- that episode problem at sea episode is. It's a really fun one because the episode is so mm. good and that scene in particular was really fun to talk yeah. about. Yeah, so. we've had many, many highlights. Nice that we've had our first guest on as well. Um, we'll do some mm. more of that in the future. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, do you know what? It's been really, really lovely just revisiting the episodes and looking at them with a more relatable eye because sometimes I think you can, if you're seeing an episode for the fourth or fifth time, it becomes mm. not wallpaper, but you kind of watch it in a different way. But because we're yeah. watching it with the viewer to making an episode around it, we're noticing more like the, the whole Lissick mm. Burn trope that we've sort yeah. of created as well. I mean, it's so great that people have gone, oh, I love this Sick Burn and Sick Burn. So uh, yeah, just making this show has been an evolve, evolving process because we've changed the format a few times. But um, the whole thing's been a highlight. Meeting you, of course, has been the greatest thing about it all because as i say we've become like best pals so it's been yeah wonderful. That's a, do you know what and this is not this is actual truth i actually have my third one is meeting you and doing oh. this with you is my favorite <laughs> as well because yeah we didn't know each other a year ago we didn't know each other last christmas and mm. it was doing this is an absolute dream because you know not only have i made a, a very good friend out of it and we have fun doing this podcast together but just it's my favorite topic in the whole world for like you know it's a dream <laughs> podcast so when you summoned me by putting out that tweet into the universe and it brought brought it all together you know it's been it's been the best it's been a highlight of my year so thank you oh, adam bless you oh, mine too bless thank you, you very much. more <laughs> Oh, for fine. <laughs> Take my blessings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there they are. <laughs> we talked about our favourite moments. We've got some more submissions of other people's favourite moments. So I'll oh, share okay, a couple more then. of those. Mm-hmm. Madame du Chocolat <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> says, Mrs. Lemon's dress. Now, I'm assuming she just means Mrs. Lemon's costumes in all of this, but completely agree. Astounding outfits on that woman always looks phenomenal so 
a shout out to Miss Lemon in general, I would say. Yeah, and she's proven to be one of the sort of, for a side character, I think she gets way more love than people perhaps realise. She's so popular, yeah. isn't she? And rightly so. Yeah, she's an institution. She's a, mm. yeah, she's a national treasure. Pauline Moran. When I did my quiz earlier on, I was going to say, if you get between certain points, then you're, you know, you're, uh, sorry, Hastings level of clever. And if you get, <laughs> you know, six to nine, you're Jap level of clever. If you get nine to 12, you're Poirot. And if you get 13 or over, you're Miss Lemon clever. Am I Miss Lemon? Because <laughs> I do it. You're Poirot, unfortunately. You've got 11. <sighs> Poirot's a good consolation The whole price. joke was, you know, she's way cleverer than Poirot. She kind of yeah. is as well in so yeah. many ways. So true. Mm. Yeah, she's definitely more kind of... Poirot is obviously vastly intelligent, but she's more switched on and savvy, mm. perhaps, yeah. I would say. She's got yeah. the brain power, but she's also got the skills with a Z to go with them. She's also got the looks to pay the books. <laughs> That's not that phrase. It's got the skills to pay the bills, isn't it? Yeah, that didn't work. Uh, but yeah, she's she looks great. Her outfits are all amazing. She's always an absolute stunner. So shout mm. out to a bit of lemon love. Mm. Lem okay. She lemon made my... Yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> another submission from the Turkish Vegan on Instagram as well. And Ooh. she says... Her highlight has been being able to share my love for HP and HH, brackets, Hunky Hastings. You're damn defensive and I love it. So, oh, damn defensive. You are damn defensive as well. We love you back. Damn defensive. Damn defensive. <laughs> You're damn defensive. And also shout out to the Turkish vegan who requested, and I did send to her the damn defensive audio as a ringtone. She now has oh that my God. on her phone. So... And we also have a submission from Leah Fruer. Like, <laughs> look, I'm doing my best with these names. <laughs> you could all just be like John or <laughs> Dane or whatever. It would make my life a lot easier. But Leah Fruer's response was, and this is referring sp exclusively to the Christmas episode of Poirot, which I hope you remember, mm. is the gloves. <laughs> you wrote the gloves from Jup. I assume she meant Jan. <laughs> But the gloves from Jap in that episode, at the very, very end, Poirot and Jap exchange gifts. And it's mm -hmm. very, very sweet because Mrs. Jap made them. <laughs> and Poirot doesn't really know what to do about it because they're not really his style. Merry Christmas, Jimmy Spitler. Oh, Poirot, you shouldn't have. I have not yet thanked you for my present. Oh, I hope you like them. Oh, I do very, very much indeed, such wonderful colours and such workmanship. Emily's been knitting away at those blessed gloves for months. Well, you must tell her how much I thank her and how much her skill it is appreciated. I will, I will. You're not going to wear them now, then? I'm not. I mean, this must be kept for best, huh? I should wear them only when I go to church. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a great moment. Great shout. Out. What do you think Jap gets for Christmas? What do you think Jap's Christmas Day looks like? Because um, we've talked, uh, pined about uh, Poirot's, but 
Well, we do get a little taste uh, mm. in this ep- in that episode actually, because he's with all his wa- his wife and all his in laws, and he's mm. absolutely miserable <laughs> because they're all singing around the piano and having a really jolly time, and he hates every second of it. He's just sat watching them, <laughs> and that's when Poirot comes in. And is like, hey, help me solve this murder, and he's like, oh, thank God, there's a murder <laughs> to a song. So I think he's a family man. I think he probably gets up at the crack of dawn and yeah. Think he has anything to do with the dinner? Do you think he peels spuds? I reckon he does that. Stalks the old sprouts or whatever. He'll carve the turkey and maybe he'll set fire to the Christmas pudding in like a like stand back, lads. (laughs) I bet he uses actual petrol on it. (laughs) (laughs) Stand back, lads. He's got a got a blancmange. Jaffa the yard strikes again, he says, as he <laughs> throws the match down. Um, so, yeah, I think that's how he spends it. How do you think Hastings spends his Christmas? See, I was thinking about that too. I reckon Hastings, because he's a confirmed bachelor, I think for mm. him, I think he goes to the club. What do you reckon? Oh, the, the, the club. DA yeah. club. There's <laughs> the club. <laughs> Body full of bud, mind on what you need, that kind of... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love that for him. I hope that's how he does it. I reckon he just sits in front of the fire with the paper or a book and they bring in brandies all day. And then he goes to mm. the dining room, finds a table, sits down, hello, chaps, has a bit of Christmas dinner. Uh, yeah. What about Miss Lemon? We don't know much about Miss Lemon's home life, do we? We don't really get... We don't know if there's a Mr. or Mrs.? Lemon, anywhere. She's Miss, so presumably she is a, a single lady as well, do we assume? I've got it. What? <laughs> um, I think she goes home to Hastings and they have non-stop sex for three days. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> feast from each wow. other's bodies. I would pay all the money in the world to watch that tape. <laughs> I would. I'd sell a kidney for that. I really, really would. And then <laughs> New Year begins, I go back to work and they're like... Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> do you think they do it every year? It's the one yeah. day a year they just go to town on each other. Absolutely. Back in alien excesses. They're just like, you yeah. know, just grapes all over their skin. And just, <laughs> they, they rent a room as well because they, you know, they're going to just absolutely demolish it. So it's just, you know, the landlord comes in and this dust pan of brush and it's just covered in coke and grapes and wine. <laughs> 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 yeah, wow. I bet I bet as well that like, Miss Lemon is like proper filth. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> For sure. And very All these people are unsubscribing now. <laughs> How dare you say such things? Damn defensive. <laughs> damn defensive. You're damned offensive. But she's clear about what she wants, and Hastings the Labrador is only too happy to oblige. Yeah. And I'd I'd love that for them. I really would. Yeah, all the way fun. through the year, all he does is miss lemon. <sighs> And they they reunite at Christmas. <laughs> I there's got to be some fan fiction written here. That's got to be a thing, like erotic fan fiction. I think we're going to get some new models from Camille. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to be working on this Christmas, so <laughs> watch out for that, guys. 
We also have another question from Adam Anansi on Instagram oh, yeah. as well. Cool. Yeah. He asks, is Murder on the Orient Express a Christmas story? Is it the Hercule diehard? Discuss. Ooh, oh, that's an interesting question. Mm. Adam always comes up with interesting things to say. He does. It was really mm. good questions. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> it's not set at Christmas, really. Mm. Sort of snowdrifty kind of. It's yeah. wintry, isn't it? Yeah. It is wintry. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a Christmas slut. Um, anything to get a bit of Christmas into things. So I I say, yeah, why not? Why not? I'm yeah. not. And it's religious. I mean, especially this version of it, David Suchet's mm. adaptation has a very uh, Catholic edge to it, I would say. So mm. let's make it Christmas. What do you think? Yeah, I totally agree. It's definitely his, his diehard. All of those ones where he's trapped in like a little traveling something or other, whether it's Death on the Nile or Murder on the Orient Express or Mystery the Blue Train. is like train an event. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> More like <Zuri> one. Kipikaye, a meadow. Le matre, matre. Le maman foutre. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Well done, Adam. <laughs> good question, Adam. That's all I have, I think. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is finished. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's it then, everyone. <laughs> Aww. Burn the place now. Yeah. <laughs> what about coming up? What are the episodes you're looking forward to? Oh, this this one's got a few hidden gems in it, I think, season two, isn't it? Because we've already done mm. Parallel House, which is a big extravaganza of an episode. And then there are smaller names, but really good hidden mysteries within that, I think. Mm. You actually r reminded me a little while ago of Plymouth Express. I'm excited for that one because that's dark. Yeah. So underrated that one. Yeah, um, just in series two, <sighs> Veiled Lady is, mm. I think, inconsequential as a mystery, but so yeah. much fun. It's like so fun. it's ridiculous next, amounts of it? fun. It is next, and um, I mean, the denouement happens about two thirds of the way, and then there's this beautiful like chase through a, a yes, like a. Well, you, we'll get to it, but the whole um, Poirot pretending to be a a Swiss, you know, burglar alarm fitter and. <laughs> committing exactly. crimes and everything and being undone by a housekeeper it's just so much fun and the way Hastings runs for his life just leaps yes. and it's the it's the moment where Jap um, opens the cell window and sort of looks in and makes some joke about oh yeah it's rotten Ronnie <laughs> he sat there with his droopy moustache it's so funny um, yeah. Also, I'm really looking forward to doing Mysterious Fair of Stars because I, I haven't yes. actually um, rewatched that. I did rewatch it a little while ago, but I didn't get to the end. So I'm mm. looking forward to going back and revisiting where it all began because it's yes. great to see them um, not meet because they met before, but watch it, how they come into each other's lives in England. It's really fun. Yeah, there's loads of good ones ahead. I'm really excited. And mm. yeah, we'll be doing yeah. that one you just mentioned really, really soon. So mm. it's great. Murder on the Links is another one I'm looking forward to rewatching because um, yes. that's that's one that's really early story, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a yeah. second story, Se yeah. the second or third book, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I keep saying to myself, oh, I must rewatch that one, and I, I keep being reminded of how good that one is. Yeah. I haven't gone back and rewatched it yet, so maybe that I haven't rewatched it for a while. But every time I watch yeah. that one, I'm always really pleasantly surprised by how good it is. Like I always yeah. know it's good, then I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is really good. Mm. Oh, the, Cor the Cornish mystery as well. Cornish Mystery has the best ending of any mm -hmm. Poirot episode ever. We watched that oh. together in real life mm. once, and that it's we super did. fun. Super it's fun so ending. fun. 
it's so funny. It's just so funny. <laughs> the end. Oh, you can't. Uh, this is worth saying it's an audio medium, but we are shaking our fists in joy. <laughs> Japs, it's like, while I'm in Cornwall, I might as well eat the food they here. It's always got Local Cornish pasta. pasta in its mouth. Yeah, oh, and I made a gif of that. My gift yeah. to you. Ah, oh, thank you. It's the best <laughs> gift I could have gotten. <laughs> wow. Well, what a fun year so far it's been. It's not even been a full year of this yet. So mm, that's yeah. fun. It's been incredibly fun. And it's lovely to spend Christmas talking about Poirot. And uh, we hope you'll join us in the new year for more episodes. Yes. Please come back. Please don't leave us after all the filthy talk. We promise we'll be good <laughs> next year. Be honest. You all enjoyed that moment. Yeah, they're all re-listening to that section in particular. <laughs> Chopping that bit out. <laughs> yeah, um, follow us on all the social channels. As Adam says, we may maybe we'll do some surprise little screenings here and there of things. Yeah, and- across the Christmas period, I think everyone's going to be stuck for things to do. So watch out and we'll, um, we'll announce a couple of impromptu Poirot screening episodes you can sit in the rooms with us and you can chat about i think hercules poirot's christmas would be a nice one to do as a really good one oh i like that idea yes Mm. (laughs) hercule christmas nope stop it (laughs) (laughs) well it just leaves us to say merry christmas to you all thank you for joining us this year hope you come back in the new year and spend 2023 with us hope you get everything you want underneath the tree and hope that your christmas dinners are all beautifully tasty i can't say anything better than that jouet noel mon ami mes amis (laughs) and from uh, frankie and myself and from mr Suchet, uh mr fraser miss moran and mr jackson merry merry christmas au revoir au revoir like to keep up to date with what we're doing or get in touch with us you can follow us on twitter at labors hercule we're also on instagram if you like pictures at labors of hercule and if you were born in the 1920s yourself then you can be all old-fashioned and email us at bonjour at the labors of hercule.com that's it from us see you next time au revoir mes amis